Welcome to The Journey Expressed, where we talk about faith, friendship, and the more of God. I'm Mel Boyd, and with me is my friend and co-host, Jen Houston. Hey, Mel. Hey, everybody. So everyone, welcome back. We are here for part two of our conversation with Buffy Wimmer. If you missed last week's episode, you can go back and listen to that. And Buffy shared with us, she began to share with us about trauma in our body. And this week, we want to talk about trauma in our soul. So here's part two of our conversation with Buffy Wimmer. Back into when people say, I just can't quiet my mind. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I have the hardest time with meditation because of that. Many times it goes, I go back to this place of trauma. Many times it could be because of that. Interesting enough, when I work with particular clients, I don't always get to hear the end of the story. Hmm. And so uh, when I do, it's usually because somebody in their family has decided to come to see me to get trauma work done. Hmm. And I ask them, so what in your spouse changed? Hmm. Over and over again, I hear this repeated. They're just calmer. Hmm. They don't react. They've now learned how to respond. Wow. There's just this sense about them that it's like they're a different person inside. Wow. Hmm. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. It is amazing. (laughs) How rewarding, Buffy. How rewarding is that? I'm sure it's beyond words. It is. That's why with this gray hair of mine, I am still still in the fight. I'm going to be in the trenches (laughs) until God says, okay, you need to rest. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're talking about physical, our bodies and Buffy, you're absolutely stunningly beautiful. Yeah. I was going to say that in the intro. Like, by the way, Buffy and Charles Wimmer are some of the most beautiful people you will ever see, and so are your kids. Yes. So So true. So kind. So kind. (laughs) Well, thank you, Buffy, for sharing about um, just the effects of trauma on our body. But we also we want to move into addressing our soul, which is made up of mind, will, and emotions. And really the question that, you know, we've been talking about, why is all of this so important? Really, what's, as we like to say, Jen, what's the point? Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> but this is a scripture that came to mind when we were talking about this. And this is Matthew 16, 26. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, mm-hmm. yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? And then in John 10, 10, it says, Jesus came to give life and life abundantly. And I looked that up, and the key word there in the, of the word life is not death, and it's soul. It's seat of personality. Mm-hmm. And then also that word abundantly, and I've been using this a lot lately since I looked it up, it means excessive mm-hmm. and beyond measure. So that's the goodness of our God in, in this healing of our soul, mm-hmm. and he's, he wants it more than, than we do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. So can you share... Um, well, I'm sorry, Jen, you've got some things, too, well, that you wanted to share. I mean, as you're talking, Mel, it, it does make me think of the verse in um, the third book of John, verse 2, and he says, even as your soul prospers. So we know, Buffy, you know, Jesus is the Son of God, and he came to give us this abundant life. And to Mel's question, what's the point? You know, mm-hmm. the point is to be able to access that abundant life. We know we're saved if we believe in Jesus as the Son of God who takes away our sins. But 
um, David Chadwick, who's a pastor I've mentioned many times on here that I work with, says, you know, if you're a jerk before you believe in Jesus, once you get saved, you're now a Christian jerk and you've got some work to do uh, to clean up. And, you know, sometimes people have those miraculous, like literally your personality, everything changes at, at that moment of salvation. But for the most of us, the majority of us, it's a process. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're having this conversation is to equip us along the way in the process of of that abundant life, of apprehending all that Jesus paid for. And mm -hmm. so I think it's safe to say that we each want this abundant life that yes. helps us to connect with God and people rightly and healthily and being able to respond, like you said, Buffy, instead of react. And like we, we do want that and we want secure wills. You know, Mel, you said our soul is the seed of our personality, which is made up of our mind, our wills and our emotions, we want those to be healthy so we can make right choices. You know, it's those who have weakened wills because of trauma, I would assume, make poor choices. Mm -hmm. Probably what we're putting in our bodies, what we're spending our time doing, probably to numb out and not deal with the stuff. So, all right, I'm going to stop. I'm about to like get my preach on here, but Buffy, <laughs> put the mic back in your hands. Do you think that pursuing wholeness and dealing with trauma is a war for the health of our soul in order to live the abundant life that Jesus paid for? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree with that statement and that question. In um, that verse in 3 John, you know, I have overlooked that verse for years. Mm. Mm. Um, and probably until... I began to learn more and more about tending to our soul. Um, it was not my early part of my Christian life. So uh, that verse is important, but also there's another one of my favorites, and this is Galatians 5.1, mm. where Paul says, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. Amen. And that is, I can have my, you know, a fat bank account, but if my soul is dry mm -hmm. and my yep. body is aching with chronic stress, yep. then I'm really not free. Yeah, yeah. So it's not about money. I I do believe it's a war, Jen, and I mm -hmm. believe that healing trauma can be part of um, the core event that mm -hmm. needs to be taken places. It's vital. Uh, it has the ability to remove what potentially in some people's life is preventing them from this abundant life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that if our soul is not healthy, I love in that, that scripture where he talks about even as your soul prospers, what he says before that is like trusting that your body is healthy. So he's making this connection in our bodies, as we've defined before, Mel, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if our soul is wounded or mm -hmm. undealt with traumas and things that we have just neglected to care for in our soul, mm -hmm. we've already said this, it's like beating a dead horse, it's going to affect our bodies. And yes. so the, the hope here is that it, we have ability to have our bodies thrive and our souls thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mel. I just, I want to circle back to when you were talking about EMDR mm. and brain spotting, because I feel like this really connects into the soul. I know for me, I did the brain spotting 
and it um, tremendously, there was tremendous breakthrough for me. And really, I felt like it kind of went into the healing of the soul, the emotions and the mind, the memories. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that, the connection there? Yes, I've been a uh, EMDR specialist trained in levels one and two for 10 years. And brain spotting kind of birthed itself out of EMDR. I won't go into the particulars, but I only do brain spotting nowadays Okay, since 2019. And many of my peers um, do the very same thing because we find that for us, brain spotting has been it almost works better okay. with our with our clients. Um, EMDR is stellar. Um, she this is a long history with EMDR, but brain spotting has um, been this place that I do receive a lot of those same things, like you just said. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe how much this helped me. Hmm. Yeah, and so there is um, even David Grant who discovered uh, brain spotting. I don't know if his faith basis, but he says that many times it's like a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, in the room with a client. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really want to know more of the nuances about brain spotting and how it works, just go to brainspotting.com, and there are lots and lots of videos. David Grand has one that he explains it, um, but it is it is. Uh, those are two of probably five or six different types of trauma therapies that can be used for individuals. Um, there's also the modality of therapeutic massage, mm-hmm. um, body movement. Um, there is uh, acupuncture that can also be very, very powerful for people. And another therapy is one called neurofeedback. Okay. And that is one that you can also get to help in this field of trauma work hmm. that helps deepen the soul. Okay. Wow. Thank this you, Bessie. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> this is so fascinating because I remember one time I was at just a normal chiropractor appointment, hmm. and there they my chiropractor did an adjustment like in my shoulder or something, and I held myself back from crying, mm-hmm. but instantly I just had this emotion like come out of nowhere, yep. and I just wanted to cry. And I told my chiropractor, I was like, that's crazy. I've never experienced that before. I said, don't worry. I'm not going to get messy. I'm going to go home and have a moment with whatever <laughs> the Lord is doing in this moment because, again, we're all connected. And so yeah. I don't know if you want to say anything about that, but that was something I experienced. That was my my, my truth. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's something I'm not very familiar with, but I do know some of my clients will do myofacial therapy. Yes. Okay. So you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. And they have reported the very same thing, that these are trained individuals that they almost like therapeutic massage. Mm -hmm. They know where things are held in the body. Wow. And when there is pressure, like you experienced with your chiropractor, Mm -hmm. the power of touch is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But when there's pressure, many, many times there can be a a visceral experience of release. Mm. And emotion is is a very common, you know, experience. Wow. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Wow. Blows my mind. It's amazing. Well, you, you said that oftentimes 
there can be spiritual experiences. And you didn't know where this man is in his faith who, who came up with this and honed in on the brain spotting. But let's turn that corner now and talk about our spirits. And maybe if you don't mind defining our spirit, the human spirit, and how that applies to this conversation of becoming whole. Well, that's a big question, Jen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How do you actually define spirit? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still a bit of a mystery to me. Mm-hmm. And though I've walked you know, with the Lord for well over 50 years, I still don't know if I fully grasp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you that's actually, what I feel. Yes. Yeah. How do you really, really define not just who the Holy Spirit is, but the spirit within each of us? Mm-hmm. Um, let me add, let me put this little tagline on first in this back to trauma. Mm-hmm. And what often what happens is we're talking, there are people I'm sure that are listening that they desire to be whole mm-hmm. in body, soul, and spirit, but they really don't want to look down that dark hole of their past. Yeah. Right. And this is the statement avoidance perpetuates trauma-based patterns. Wow. Yes. So facing our fears helps us unlearn them. Wow. You've got to face them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've got to name them many times. And sometimes you have to grieve over them. Um, As we implement all things, the entire body, soul, soul, and spirit does well. Mm -hmm. So it really is a whole package. And part of that package is this field of what we call the spirit world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Jesus speaks of it. Uh, Paul teaches about it. It's evident from Genesis to Revelations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think of when this is happens more and more is when uh, in James 1-2, he explains the but of... What happens if we get our therapies and we do our prayer life and we're, you know, we're doing good as Christians? And then there's this but. James 1-2 says, when, not if, you face trials of many kinds. Now, we know that trials happen, but it's how do we react to them? Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes it's from our own doing. Uh, we have to take responsibility. Sometimes it's from outside side influences, Mm -hmm. whether it's another human being or for those of us that believe in this spiritual warfare, it's a demonic world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do believe this and I've experienced it. Um, Spiritual warfare is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And I think anybody that wants to go deeper and deeper into their healing, they may have some other decisions to make besides just trauma therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, there are individuals that go to trained uh, people that do inner healing prayer over them. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a therapy called theophostic yes. counseling, yes. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a powerful tool that these therapists use with their clients to envision Jesus right there. And then there are some that actually go to somebody that's trained with an in deliverance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I personally frequently pray for my clients, um, ask permission, and I've I've rarely gotten a no. (laughs) (laughs) So um, 
I integrate my practice with just what I've learned and what I'm taught, but I also integrate it with my faith. Mm -hmm. And so I know I've had times that somebody will come back and I ask them, well, how was your last brain spotting experience? How'd you do? And they go, yeah, that was fine. But I'll tell you, that prayer, mm. no, that that was amazing. Wow. Mm. wow. So I pray expectantly. Um, I pray definitively. I pray scripture over them. Um, that is our source of real strength, friends. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's one of my favorite words is source. You know, mm. it doesn't... Your source, I'm speaking to the listener right now, your source is not a therapist. Your source is not the perfect husband. Your source is not your best friend. Your source is God, Mm -hmm. almighty creator of heaven and earth, Mm -hmm. the one who knit you together in your mother's womb. Friends are awesome. Therapists are awesome. Spouses are awesome. You know, all of those things are beautiful and wonderful. But I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. That's that's my favorite word right now is source. He that's, is our source. That's, a great, that's yes. a great word. <laughs> that's right. Well, and that connects back to that um, reservoir, that mm. resilient reservoir. Yes. And when you said that, I did feel like that's, um, that's so spiritual. And it's interesting. I've um, just on Instagram, different quite prominent uh, Christian leaders are writing books about this word resilience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, three that I know of. I can name them. So there's something to that. Mm-hmm. That's really. a now word. It is. Yeah, definitely. for sure. Let me ask a question real quick about trauma. And Buffy, I didn't really ask this at the beginning of the spirit segment here that we're in, but do you think that undealt with trauma keeps us from fully connecting with God in our spirit and really keeps us from an intimacy with Christ, but also with other people? Well, you are the master of hard questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> putting you on the spot. And the, the answer, I think all of us would agree in this room, well, of course. Mm-hmm. But this is where... It's hard for me to be black and white, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And um, because I know some, just some deeply committed, faithful men and women who still have trials and struggle, mm. who still don't have their prayers answered. And so, what do they? What do they do with this disappointment? Um, mm. I think we can have moments or seasons and the key for me is I don't want just a moment or a season I want a continuum amen and I do believe um, I come from this idea that we can experience heaven as on earth amen so um I don't know. I think I don't know if that answers your question. I mean, yeah. it well, the way you're answering it makes me think of this book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I love that book. I knew you did, <laughs> and I wanted to mention it. And you know what? I haven't. I'm just going to confess. I haven't even finished the book, but it has rocked my world for a couple of years now. And one of my favorite parts of that book is where it talks about you can have authentic incredible encounters with God, these spiritual encounters, but if you don't mature or become whole, it's kind of back to that concept of you're kind of a Christian jerk. Like <laughs> you're, it's not discrediting your spiritual encounter, but mm-hmm. are you being transformed? 
are people around you being able to witness a transformation and having what you're calling the sustainable, mm-hmm. maybe abundant life? I'm adding words to your words here, but that sustainable, abundant life that our soul is prospering and we're having authentic spiritual encounters as well. And it's not compartmentalized. Exactly. Yeah, totally agree with that. That has been also a favorite book of mine that I, when I did uh, in the past, I used to do a lot of couples counseling. And I would guide many of my couples to read that book and put it into practice Mm -hmm. and how you can, and there's this ability that you can take your chronological age and begin the process of growing it up adulting, as we say in this <laughs> right. culture, um, to where your spiritual age is. Wow. And when the two meet, that's where our powerhouse so often can wow. take place. Let's talk about that for a second. Your spiritual age, that is, that's really what I'm after. I want to strengthen my spirit. I want to mature mm-hmm. in my spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I don't know. I just want you to talk a little bit about that, how to do that. Well, let me ask both of you, um, how old were you when you gave your life to Christ? Okay, so you think about that. Mm-hmm. And how old are you now? So how long have you say, would be, say that you've been a Christian? Mm-hmm. Well, I was nine okay. when I became a Christian, and I'm 49, so okay. 40 years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was about five or six. It was around mm-hmm. Christmas time, and I'm 41 so okay yeah we do the math yeah and then we think about have you grown succinctly in that as you have aged chronologically or are you still stuck in some teenager behaviors or responses Hmm. do you still have places that you act like the exiled little girl when your mother maybe had to put you in the corner Um, Are there times that you feel deeply, painfully, that feeling of rejection, even though you know that you're fully accepted Mm -hmm. and loved by Christ? Wow. But you feel the pain of that people group Mm -hmm. that have not invited you in. Mm. And it, it, it crushes you and actually begins to challenge your identity and your who do you actually belong to. Right. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. We're now having a therapy session with Buffy Wimmer. <laughs> <laughs> so this wraps up part two of our conversation with Buffy Wimmer here on The Journey Expressed. We have one more part to share with you, so you don't want to miss it. Come back next week for part three, where Buffy wraps up all the things that we've been talking about, becoming whole, body, soul, and spirit. And she's going to share some things that the Lord has been teaching her lately. Thank you so much for joining us on The Journey Expressed.